Welcome to The Confidence Project. My name is Liam and I have made it my mission to skyrocket your confidence across body, mind and everything in between. I want this podcast to inspire you so that you have the self-belief and motivation to become the best version of yourself. Thank you so much for listening and embarking on what's going to be an incredible journey for the both of us. Let's take you from where you are now to where you want to be. We are going to get this show on the road. Now, the one thing I would say is that this is a a team meeting. Therefore, um, what I would say is if you've got any questions for Liz and Nicola, um, anything you want to ask them about their journey, their experience, if you want to put them on the spot a little bit, so be it. But this is a great opportunity for you guys just to see what they've been up to. Now, the reason they are both here is basically they've smashed it. They have both been here for six months. Um, they have both gone on different journeys, starting from different places. But I want to do another client success session on my podcast episode. And I quite simply was like, I can't choose between the two. We're going to get them both in. So this is a, a live meeting. Anything could happen. Um, but I'm excited to see where this goes. And just a little disclaimer, I will be coming for you all one by one, whether that's a podcast or a hot seat. But this is actually our first hot seat and the first time um, we've got an audience. Let's look at it like that. So just be respectful, do your best, and we'll see what happens. Um, but how this is going to work is essentially I'm just going to quiz you both as we go. Um, obviously, don't speak at the same time because <laughs> there might be a degree of overlap. Um, but I want to take everyone back to day one. Okay, so purely in alphabetical order, Liz, if you would be so kind, just tell us about where you were before you joined the Confidence Project, your headspace, what you were up to, and generally um, how your life looked. Oh, it, it were all a bit of a disaster, if I'm honest, when it mildly. I'll have to go back a bit, just before COVID, just to put it into context. Just before COVID, my dad had Alzheimer's for a long time. He died the Christmas before Alzheimer's. I was in a really shitty relationship, which could be a whole episode of disaster. He was just awful. I had to get an injunction out on him. Blah, blah, blah. This Honestly, it was a car crash. So I ended up, my dad died, I ended up back at my mum's, then COVID stroke. So I was like trapped at home for two years caring for my mum because she's not well. She has other carers in. But yeah, we just crap. Everything was just looking after other people, worrying about other people. Just felt crap about myself and literally sat at home, ate nonsense. Then I'd go on a diet, lose some weight, feel all right for a week, put all the weight back on. It was just shit. And I just got to the point, was it last December I contacted you? Yeah, I just had had enough. I just thought, my life is just shit, basically. And I need to get out of this rut that I'm in. And I'd seen Stacey, who used to be part of the projects. I know her through Georgina. And I just kept seeing pictures of her and she was looking so happy and she was going out and doing active stuff. And when I spoke to her, she just was so full of joy about it. That I thought, do you know what? What have I got to lose? Just give it a go. If I hate him, if he's horrible, I can just have to go again, do I? So, yeah, it was just shit, basically. That is brilliant. Um, I've just, this is the honeymoon period still, Liz. I'm just, I'm yeah. just buttering everyone up and then that'll be it. I'm just coming, coming for you. Um, but that's mega. Um, just to get everyone else that little bit more engaged, has everyone else had that moment in their life where they just felt shit, nowhere to turn, rock bottom, maybe, where they just thought, what the heck am I doing? 
just chuck a yes or a no in the chat just to prove that Liz isn't the only one because we've all done it, myself included. Absolutely. Yeah, of course we have. To a degree, it may be why we are here where you've just had no attorney and thought, you know what, I'm putting my hand up and asking for help. So, Liz, you've given us some absolutely amazing context there and thank you, as always, for being so transparent. So, Nicola, same question. Where were you before the Confidence Project? Where was your life? How was your headspace? What was the turning point for you to sort of come here, really? If you could just give us some context on that. Sure. So, sort of in the run-up to going into lockdown, um, I'd always been fairly fit, I'd say. I always walked a lot. I was a member of the gym, swam, did spin, did body pumps. And I was kind of okay with where my fitness was. Then we went into lockdown and then it was like, oh my God, what do I do now? I've not got classes, I've not got cool. I bought a spin bike, became a very good gloves horse. Um, <laughs> and I just I, I just kind of lost any fitness. I was also really busy with work all the way through lockdown. And then I got COVID in November 2021 and it absolutely knocked me for six. I was so poorly, really, really ill with it. And I don't think I ever pulled my fitness back from that point. Um, I was in an awful job at that point as well, um, which was really playing games with my mental health. Um, and I left that job in September 2022, started a new job with a much younger team. These are people that, you know, for a laugh on a weekend, I'll go and run a marathon over the mountains just for fun, as you do. Um, and I can remember our Christmas party. So I'd organised the Christmas party uh, and we went for, we went out for burgers and then we were going for axe throwing and I'd organised this axe throwing event in Sheffield and it was up a hill and it was a really steep hill. And I can remember looking at that hill going, I'm never going to get up there. And I didn't. I was like wheezing like an old woman. I felt so unfit. I felt I was out of breath. I arrived at the place like dripping in sweat and red. And I just like, this isn't right. This isn't me. And I'd seen the success that Lucy had had. So she joined, I think, in January 2021. And I'd seen how how she was doing such amazing things with the, the fitness things. And she just turned around to me and said, you need to join the confidence project. Well, you need to join Liam. You need to come and see what it's about. And I was like, nah, don't be daft. It's not for me. You're off running. They're all super fit. It's not my cup of tea. And she's like, no, no, come and have a chat. And I did. And it was like amazing, really. Now look at everyone. You're all running. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe. Maybe again one day. Watch this space. It's brilliant to see. So, again, thank you for that transparency that openness it's so good to see where you've both been so what I'd love for you to do is fast forward now Liz I'm going to come back to you we're going to have a little bit of a, a rally here between the two of you fast forward to now Liz where are you now feeling really good I was speaking to you the other day in the gym and I'd had really bad anxiety I used to worry about everything I mean the first few sessions when I went to the gym I'd just get in my head the whole time and I'd have like a breakdown about mountain climbers and stuff because I couldn't do them. I'd fall over. I'd think, fucking hell, this is crap, excuse my French. I ate it. And then stuff started dropping in. The place it was when I started meeting people like, hey, Leanne. I met Leanne randomly, just 
text her and said, can I come and do your rowing challenge with her? Went out with her. And then it was when you started engaging in the group chat, I got a lot out of the chat. You realised it's not just me who feel shit. It's not me who's just felt unfit in the life. And it makes you become inspired. I think I've tried to reach out to a few people when I've seen things I've done or heard things because it genuinely inspired me. So then I got more positive and I thought, well, if everyone else can do it, why can't I do it? I don't have to be the fastest. I don't have to be the best. I can just turn up, do what I can do. So, yeah, I feel really good. I don't have as much anxiety. I don't worry about stuff. I'm learning to say no to people when I don't want to do something. It's normally I'd have... Always like that guilt, you know, if you say no to someone, even if it's just about going for a drink or something with someone and you just can't be asked, I'd go and then spend my whole night just wanting to go home. So, yeah, it's definitely done a huge shift in my head. And also I can actually move a bit better than I was, like shuffling about. I well, can that, now actually run. <laughs> that always helps, doesn't it? And the, the big yeah. thing that stands out for me, Liz, is... You've, you've learned to sort of set those boundaries and say no to other people um, and ultimately put yourself first. I mean, often enough, we'll, I mean, we all do it. We are all quick to sort of firefight. We're all trying to please other people and, and make them happy. But when do we put ourselves first? And what you've really done is put yourself not only first, but out there. And now in a position where we're smashing gym, we're doing the heavier weights and stuff. But I think the big thing for me is, you can't you can't be yourself, your best self, and get to where you want to be without feeling your best. And the thing that stands out to me, Liz, is you are now feeling. Um, I'm going to call it bulletproof. Is maybe the word I want to use. Really, I, I think your the things for you to say, like your anxiety are going um, down, they are diminishing. Um, you're having more confident conversations with people. You're doing things that would maybe push you out of your comfort zone. Like I've literally just had a client in. And we're saying step out of that comfort zone because that's where the growth is. And I think that's just what you've done, not only by, look, even doing this podcast, I'm sure you'll you'll potentially, oh. both of you will admit, you, you might have been bricking it to a degree or a little bit nervous or worried. That's fine. That's A-OK. But if you look at yourself now compared to six months ago, you've come on leaps and bounds in so many different ways. And you've got to be so proud of yourself for doing just that. Yeah, There's no way I'd have done this six months ago. I'd have been mortified at having to say to people who I've not really known for that long that, you know, parts of your life, because I used to just hide everything, never tell anything, anything were wrong with me. I was like, no, fine, good, because I've got a big mouth. And I just, no, but it's easy. You go out, you're feeling shit. So I've just been, meh, 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 oh, I'm great, have a laugh, put on a brave face, go on, eat 15 bags of crates, cry, get up, smack on a smile. And now I don't feel like I have to like in the group chat if I don't like something at work I start to get the confidence to speak to people and just say look you're putting me in a position I don't like and it's just strange that it's all just in the last two or three months start to click into place and I can't even explain it I don't even know how it's happened but it is just this collection, <laughs> this collection of people honestly because the people everyone else has shared, people have, you know, been really honest about themselves. And you do, you don't feel alone in, in it all. So you feel supported, even at work, you know, if it's shit, you can go on the group chat, say something, people will be positive and then they'll say something that'll cheer you. And then we'll end up all having a random conversation about something and your day don't feel so bad. So, yeah, 
Brilliant. Okay, and really good. Absolutely amazing. And, and two things that stick out for me there. Um, firstly, everyone else, how does that make you feel hearing Liz say that? Just chuck in the chat. Because the thing that stands out to me there is ultimately, Liz, we've got all this confidence, but you're right in a previous life or months ago, what would have happened is you might have gone, I don't know, gone out like you're saying and put on a smile and, and sort of put on this show that everything's okay. And, and beneath the surface, it's not. And I know for a fact that every single person here will have done something similar. In fact, just chuck in the chat again, have you done that? Have you told someone you're fine? And, and you're not really. So for you to have the confidence to say that, whether it's with your friends or whatever, like the fact that you can show that this is a safe space, I think should fill everyone in this room with a monumental amount of confidence. I think it's absolutely unreal. And you've got to be so proud of yourself for how far you've come over these six months. So Nicola, take me back. We're now at the top of the hill in Sheffield or however far up we got before we thought, what the heck's going on? Now we're going to fast forward six months and tell me how life's looking for you. Because again, yours and Liz's journey are different, but similar in a way. And again, I've got to say, you've got to be so proud of yourself for the things that you're doing in the gym in terms of like, yeah, the health, fitness, the activity, but the things out of the gym as well, because you've come on leaps and bounds and shown some real confidence only recently with just all the things you're doing. So just share with us how well you've done um, over the six months and where you are currently at. So I think at that point before Christmas, I just felt sort of fat and frumpy and didn't really like myself very much. I didn't really like where my, my life was. Um, so actually coming into the Confidence Project, uh, I wasn't really sure what to expect or what would happen. Um, but it's, it's just been sort of gradual changes really and that's made me I suppose stand up stronger stand up straighter hold my head up a bit that little bit higher so I'm back in the gym and doing things I really love so I absolutely love swimming um so I'm going at least twice a week swimming um and I'm getting faster I can feel it how, how much better I'm doing and I do a couple of spin classes a week which I absolutely love um definitely lifting stronger weights I'm happy to go in in the gym with you know with the I always say it's a bit like going in the sweaty men gym but I'm happy to go and go in there now and, and and lift the weights with with the guys and not why once upon a time I'd have probably wanted to hide away I've done some things that I, I wouldn't have thought I would have done like the um the group PT in the snow um running a 5k of inflatables with or without injuries um the 10k at Yorkshire Wildlife Park, which was just, you know, it was just a week before I had an operation on my leg. And I think I, I cried on Lucy and I cried on you the Saturday saying, I just can't do this. And both of you told me, yes, you can. And I did. And I think similar to what Liz said, I, I wasn't the fastest. In fact, I was the last person across the finish line, but I was across that finish line. And that photograph from that we've got from the day where the whole team is together on that finish line, that just makes me so happy. It was such an amazing thing. There wasn't one person there not cheering everyone on. And I think that that's what the Confidence Project is. It's like having your own personal group of cheerleaders. Everybody's on a different path, 
everybody's at a different point, but everybody's united in making sure we all get the best out of one another. Mega. Absolutely mega. And again, that, that photo is, is probably one of my favourite photos that, that we've got of, of the group, simply because it it's so much more than a photo. It captures so much. But the thing that sticks out to me there, Nicola, is your resilience. You've got to think just how much you've achieved, how much you could have actually almost succumbed to and just put your hand up and said, you know what, life's dealt me a pretty shit hand here. Bollocks to it. It's not going my way. You've actually come out the other side, come out fighting that little bit, and rather than sinking, you're swimming or spinning, whatever way you want to, whatever way you want to look at it, because <laughs> you're quite a spinner, aren't you? Um, yeah. But you've come on so far. And again, to look back over those last six months, how's that making you feeling? It makes me feel kind of excited for what's coming next. So we'd, we'd got to a point in the training where I'd actually, you know, I'd gone out for a few runs on my own voluntarily. And this is not something I would ever do. Um, but then it brought home that I needed to get the um, damage to my leg fixed from the accident 20 years ago. And it actually gave me that push to do it. I had that consultation booked several times and cancelled. And it actually made me go, right, get this sorted because then look what we can do after. Um, so that that that's exciting now. So I'm still in recovery. I'm still sorting that out but I can feel how much better I am and it makes me excited to see what everybody else is doing thinking right next year I might I might have a go at that I might have a go at tough mudder <laughs> oh, well you've all I heard it go, I might have a go at another, <laughs> another challenge I might I might be able to run it, it's it's one of those half that... marathon I don't know <laughs> you um there's there's always a starting point there's always something where you're looking at it and thinking, I can't do it, but then you build up to it. So how many people in here, I'll use an example, have come in and said, I'm not a runner, and yet they've signed up to a half marathon now because they've finally got the confidence to go outside and do a one kilometre. We might have even done it together. Then they've done a 5K. Then they've done a 10K. Then they signed up to a Tough mother, Then a High Rocks. And you're almost doing these quite elite events, really. It's pretty special, but... Running is just one example of many, and the, and the point is that you come in to this whole process thinking about maybe this is where I want to go, maybe this is the direction I want to go. But like you said, by having this group of cheerleaders, oh, well, look how far you've actually gone. You know, there's people in this chat who never wanted to run outside. Well, look at them now. There's people in this chat who never thought they could go into a mainstream gym. Look at them now, and, and it's that's... Yes, obviously, the, the things we put in place, but more importantly, it's this confidence that they've gained in themselves, really. So I think it's um, an absolutely incredible trait of both of you to have almost this this ability to step up and step out of a potential comfort zone and go to a place where maybe you never thought you could go. Um, and, yeah, it's pretty exciting is the future. So <clears throat> on the back of, obviously, that and where you were and what you've achieved... Amongst the sort of the confidence project process, we look at our three Ps. We look at uh, as a person, we look at your positivity, we look at your purpose. And I'm a firm believer if we can nail those three, then we are going to be looking at your most confident and in turn best self. So what I've asked you to do, guys, if possible, um, and if anyone in the chat wants to chuck any of their own in, that would be absolutely great. But again, Liz, I'm going to come back to you first. 
as a person, and sometimes when I say this, people are like, well, what do you mean as a person? I mean, you, if someone says, how are you? Don't overthink it. You, as a person, Liz, what sort of one to three things that you've maybe learned, achieved, or that you now value because of your time in the Confidence Project? No, I'm more capable than I thought, like running-wise, gym-wise, just in normal daily situations. Like that, I went on some training the other week and I'd never normally be one who would volunteer to go first or answer the questions, but I felt I could. So by pushing myself a bit and doing things, once you start realising you can do things, it makes you want to do more. So that's one of them. Like I said earlier, the people pleasing, I don't think I've got constantly people please, especially for people who don't really give two monkeys about me anyway at work. Then they're not interested how I am. They just want to get rid of a job or get me to do something for them. So I don't have any guilt in saying no to people who don't serve me anymore. I know that sounds really selfish. That sounds really hard faced now, I know, but yeah, I'd do anything normally. People but like, if someone's been sick in corner and I've got I'll go clean it up and offered skip why it's going to cry. But yeah, that's all stopped. And I've realised my self-worth isn't based on like how I look. Like it was a constant thing about how much I weighed, how much I ate, what I was eating. But I've weighed myself when I started this, and I've weighed myself once at the beginning of this 12 weeks. And I don't feel like I'm even interested in getting to a weight. As long as I feel stronger and I feel happier. So, yeah, it's made me realise my outside as such and what I weigh and what I look like is just a byproduct of feeling good about everything else. So, yeah, so as a person, I'm feeling good. Absolutely. That's a I feel fab. You should do. You should feel fab. You should feel bloody brilliant. Um, guys, in the chat box, which of those points sticks out to you most? What can you resonate with? Are you Are you a people pleaser? Do you need to set more boundaries? Are you skipping away and doing jobs for other people, for instance? Anything stick out to you there that Liz has said? Lindsay can sometimes. I think we've all done it again. Of course we have. Anyone else? Anything else? Five seconds. All right, Nicola, same thing. As a person... How have you developed? What's changed in your life? Where do you now value? What's really been the standout for you as a person? I think one of the biggest things for me has been the change in my relationship with food. Um, so I think up, up until this year, I've always had a, a bit of a destructive relationship with food, I'd say. Um, you know, I can remember mum putting me on a diet when I was probably about 11 or 12 I was quite tall and I was at puberty earlier and then it was like whack straight on the diet um and it's been that cycle for well probably 35 years of on a diet for a bit and then you lose a bit of weight and feel a bit better then you relax and then it's the the binge eating when you feel rubbish you know the emotional eating always always had a really bad relationship with food and actually, it's one of the first times in my life I feel I've got a really comfortable relationship with food. And it's such an easy 
and it's, I don't even think of it as a diet. It's such an easy program to follow that I can pick and choose healthy choices without going, oh, I'm on a diet, I'm trying to lose weight. And one of the natural things is I have lost weight. I mean, I've not lost loads, like if I'd gone to Weight Watchers or anything, but it's steady and I'm noticing the difference and other people are noticing the difference and making the compliments as well. But the whole point wasn't to lose weight. It's just a sort of side effect. And I, for once, I've got a really good, healthy relationship with with my diet and with food. I don't feel like I have to go do a supermarket sweep of crap when I've had a bad day and buy the family packs of crisps from the multi-packs Maltesers and scoff a lot and then feel even worse about myself afterwards. Um, so that that's a that's a really big that is a, a huge massive thing for me is the relationship with food and how that's changed. Yeah, and I think we've all done that. We've all used food um, as that, just almost that go-to, haven't we? That, you know, well, yeah. if you had a bad day, then well, may as well make it a really bad day and we'll start again Monday and, and Monday then never comes because it's next Monday. And then, we, you know, we, and we all do it and we go on this hamster wheel. Um, yeah. and, and I would say that your food is the biggest piece of the puzzle, really. I mean, they all play their role, but once you can crack your food, then the rest gets a little bit easier because that, that will be the thing that, helps you feel good it facilitates it massively so again just in the chat box does anyone else have a similar some similar relationship with food or have done in the past or used it as a bit of a, a crutch to quote someone else in this group um and you know just actually use it as maybe a bit of a safety net for them yeah please as i have and sometimes we still might sometimes we still might that that feeling may never go away um but it's how do we deal with it how do we almost shout louder than that voice inside our head, you know, telling you to sort of, well, to sack it off and you've got to be like, hang on a minute, let's do this. Let's pull it back. Food's always... Yeah, I, I, mm. yeah I think I think with... This is this is quite personal and um, I'm 99% sure Lucy's on the same page as me. A lot of our issues comes from our mum and she's always had a really, really unhealthy relationship with food. Um, so it was, she would skip lunch when we were at school, um, because that was her way of dieting. And then we'd walk through the door at 3.30 and then food would be rammed at us and you didn't want it. And then we wouldn't eat it. And then there'd be arguments. And then the crisp and biscuits would come out later on. And so I can always remember this. We always had really bad food choices around. And, and mum is still, to some extent, a feeder. And it is a real issue when you go and stay with her if you don't eat what's put in front of your face. There starts to be arguments and things. Um, and then she'll always be throwing biscuits at you or chocolate at you. Or then, then she'll start with the, oh, you're looking a bit fat. Oh, you're a bit chunky today. And it's like, yeah, yeah. It, 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 our our mum has had a really unhealthy relationship with food and that was kind of pushed onto us. And it's been really hard to break that sort of ingrained knowledge really do you feel like you are equipped to deal with it much better yeah I do I mean um a few, a few years back um I, I sort of gave up dairy it really causes me um a lot of tummy troubles so I don't really eat a lot of dairy and then that was just a, a fad apparently but um, she just sort of respect that in a way. 
so I can I can I can actually take things uh, or buy things when I'm staying with mum that suit my diet better um but I know sometimes it is for a real struggle when we're there and I know Lucy struggles with it and obviously Lucy's husband really struggles with it um and you know it's it's too too late to change my mum but I actually feel I feel so positive that I've now got a much better mindset to deal with it for me going forward mega mega and again like this is this is six months. I mean, we're here to set habits and, and sort of routines for life. So like you said previously, get excited for what's to come for another six months. Like if this is how far you've come in terms of your food and everything else, then think about what else you could achieve. Um, and, and you've just touched on sort of positivity, Nicola, which is our next P. So our next P of our three Ps is your positivity. And this is affiliated with your mindset, your energy, your motivation, how often are you smiling? You know, have you been quite infectious on someone? So, Liz, I'm going to throw it back over to you. And in terms of your positivity, where's it at currently and, and how's it developed? And just touch on that for us. I feel a lot more positive now. Most days I'm positive about things because my biggest trait is overanalyzing everything, what somebody says to me, what somebody looks at me, any situation I can think of. 50 things before I go there, this could happen. What if I go there and I fall off a cliff? What happens if this happens? What happens? You know, and it escalates and then I wouldn't do things. But now I can rein myself in. I don't get into my own head as much. So I'll go into something thinking, right, I'll give it a go. If it doesn't work out, can't do it, or it's a disaster, laugh it off, don't do it again, or try again. So that's making me a lot more positive because... I'm not being negative about everything. I think it's like this tough mudder thing that I foolishly may die on, but I'm going on it. I wouldn't have even allowed myself to consider it because immediately, I mean, when you first said it, I thought of a hundred things as to why I couldn't do it. And then as we've gone further on and further on, like we're saying, by going into it positively, thinking it's going to be a laugh. If I can't get over someone, I fall in mud, I fall in mud. I go around something if I can't do it. Takes me ten hours. You'll all have to just wait for me because I can't get home alone. So yeah, just reframing stuff, isn't it? So you just look at things the other way rather than just immediate thinking I'm going to be rubbish at stuff. And realizing I can't control everything because that was my other thing. If I couldn't control the situation or knew what was happening. I've been negative about it, which sounds off like at work if they make changes. I'd just think, because I didn't know what was happening or I didn't understand it. I'd be like, I don't like it, not doing it. But now I think, and most of the time it's all right. So, yeah, positive is, yeah, if I can say it, positivity is good. Mega, absolutely huge. That. And what I really like there is straight away when, when a situation occurs whatever it may be in work in life whatever it's going to be and it comes with a bit of a fear factor and, and straight away you go to all the reasons why not to do something and why something may happen and, and what's the consequence but do you ever look on the other side of the fence and be like actually well what if what if i make it what if i smash tough mother and it's best time in my life what if actually I, I set boundaries at work and whatever it's going to be um you're in a position where you think well actually that's me leveling up so my best advice to anyone ever is if there is a negative situation that may arise, 
then have you ever considered taking the other fork down that road and being like, oh, hang on a minute, what if it goes exactly the way I want it to go? And what if I, I come out with a smile rather than a frown? So I think that's um, such a huge point and something I suggest to absolutely everyone in this chat is be in a position where you focus on the positives. Even if there's a hundred negative things that are going on in your life, whatever it's going to be, just focus on that one positive and let that be that sort of beam of light that shines through. So Liz, thank you so much for that as always. And Nicola, now your positivity, your mindset, how has that developed? Where's that currently at? Where's Nicola in terms of our second P? Um, similar to Liz, really. Now, I'm, I'm now sort of, of, rather than not trying something in case I fail, it's the whole, you know, what if you fail, but what if you don't? What What's what's the best that can happen? What could, what could happen? And so there's been been lots of things recently where I've I've stepped completely out of my comfort zone, um, and done things I would never ever have considered doing. Because why why would I do that? Who would listen to me? Why is anybody interested? Um, to the point that a couple of weeks ago, the company that I left last year. Um, so I left under really bad circumstances. Um, the, I pitched to US investors for millions of pounds worth of investment to buy that company because they're going into administration. Um, I pitched for millions of pounds of money. Me. Who, who would listen to me? But they did. You know, they've gone away to do their due diligence to see if this, this could fly. And and that to me is absolutely insane. But I'm like sat here going, right, well, I've got all these plans. I know what I'd do with it. I can make you millions of pounds in, in, in return. I know what I want to do. <laughs> and and I would never I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have done that six months ago. Not in a million, you know, not in a million years. I wouldn't have done that. What's been the the flick of the switch then. So if you'd say I wouldn't have done that to now look how much I am doing and, and look how uh, how much clarity I'm operating with, what what do you feel like has been the real turning point for you there? And it's going to sound daft because this is the confidence project. It's actually just feeling confident in my own skin, in my own abilities, that I can take up space, that I am knowledgeable, that I know what I'm doing, that I am valuable that I am achieving things and yeah it's that it is that feeling comfortable in who I am and knowing who I am and that feeling is is invaluable it's irreplaceable so just to jump back to the chat box firstly who here focuses on the negatives or the positives just currently where are you at if something happens do you tend to focus on oh, God, this may happen, or hang on a minute, what if this happens? Like, what path do you tend to take? Do you tend to take the sort of optimistic or the pessimistic path? Just chuck in the chat. There's no right or wrong. Just where are you at at this moment in time? Again, just giving people context about where they could be. It absolutely depends on your mood. Of course it can. And, you know, we're not expecting sunshine and rainbows all the time. It's it's, it's not going to happen, isn't it? You know, life is life. It will throw a curveball. Um, which which is is where trying to learn how we deal with it. And like Nicola said, we are in the confidence project. It, it does what it says in the tin, believe it or not. We are trying to get you more confident, not only in the gym, but in your best self. Um, so I think that's something that 
we can all be super proud of. And, and again, you know, Liz, Nicola, thank you for your transparency with this. But again, everyone in the chat, like, we are one, we are a team and we back each other all the way. So our last P is our purpose, which is ultimately why you're here, what your goals are, what you've achieved. Um, Liz, I'm going to throw it back to you. Across your purpose, where are you currently at? Where's Liz's goals at? Is she achieving goals? Is she setting higher goals? How's life looking for you? Yeah, I because I started off with very low goals, really. It was just to come turn up, basically do my best kind of thing. And the more I've been invested in, that's the word one is, yeah, in being part of the group, makes you want to do more things. Because, you know, I'm not just going to turn up at this Tuppenhoder or this 10K I'm going to do by myself. You've got other people will encourage you so it makes you want to do things more because you know when you go there you've got that support so that gives me a purpose that you don't want to let your teammates say you want to be there for them as well so that's one thing and my main purpose is when I started is I want to be healthier my mum's got a lot of health issues she's got really bad arthritis she's got diabetes she's got quite a few things my dad's Alzheimer's I was saying to Liam that that terrifies me of getting out I've even just had some DNA testing done to see if I'm more susceptible kind of thing because I just want to safeguard. I don't want to... I know you can't prevent what you might get when you're old, but I just want to be as healthy and as positive in like my mind and physically for my future. I don't want to get to 70, which isn't actually that far off, about 30 years, that I'm going to be knackered. And I know you can't always predict that, but that's my purpose. It's for my future it's not about a short term so we've all done it like we said earlier I've lost some weight thought looked good gone out in a small pair of jeans two weeks later I've put all my weight back on and my health hasn't changed it's just literally a scale going up and down so yeah my purpose is just to keep investing in me as such Huge. Absolutely huge, that, Liz. I think that's really, really good. And, and yeah, firstly, down with the scales and sort of up with the feels and, and how you feel with everything, really. Um, but ultimately, now we are achieving goals that are only getting bigger and better, and, and you've got to be so proud of that. Nicola, across your purpose, how are you getting on? Your goals? Yeah, similar to Liz, really. This, for me, was a turning point, really, to step away from that feeling feeling fat and frumpy and staring 50 in the face to actually like improve my functional fitness so feeling active and healthy and being able to do the day-to-day things which has improved immensely uh, and then to set in new challenges rather than just doing the same old things over and over again in the gym to actually like set a challenge have something to aim for uh, something to achieve and, and I feel like I'm doing that and that, that's really that's really exciting and the fact that you know we've got such a good team of people around us everybody's cheering each other on it it's really fantastic and seeing what other people are achieving as well is really inspiring um so yeah my, my purpose is good yeah again not good great absolutely great you're here for a reason Nicola absolutely crushing it um, we're going to take a little half-time break. I'm going to throw it back to the chat box. And actually, what's the thing so far throughout listening to this? Because, again, I appreciate your time on a, a mad Friday night. What's the thing that sticks out to you most about either 
Liz or Nicola's journey so far? Have you been where they've been? If that's with your food, have you tried to people please? Do you need to um, step out of that comfort zone? Do you need to learn to invest in yourself? Like, What's the thing there that that they've said that actually sort of pangs a little bit in like, you know what, like, yeah, I've been there. I know how that feels. And, and now look at where we are. Another thing that sticks out to me while you type in that is you are all valuable assets to the confidence project. You make this process what it is. It's not me. It's not one person. It's everyone together as a collective and you as individuals, no matter your shape, size, what your goals are, where you've been, you are what makes this what it is really. This process is down to you. So, you know, you've all got to give yourself credit where it's due. Um, but obviously, Lindsay, so relatable. Neil, all of them, both are oozing happiness and confidence. And that says it all. Um, as everyone should be, and it doesn't matter where you are on your journey. I appreciate we've got people in this call alone who have been here for a month. We've got people who have been here for closer to three years. You know, it doesn't matter where you are on the scale, but actually we are one. We are all under the same roof and we are going places and we are only going to stand side by side and go much further um, we will go further together so again be so proud of yourselves um, because it's half time we're going to switch sides and Nicola I'm going to come to you first for our next bit now all right um, and what I'd, what I'd like to do is it's not really call it quick fire but this is more about the confidence project itself and, 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 and where you fit into it but if I said to you first and foremost over these six months what are you most proud of? Uh, stepping out of my comfort zone and not giving up as well. So it would have been like the 10k, it would have been so easy to say, I'm not doing it. You know, my leg hurts. I'm not, I'm not doing it. I won't be able to run. I knew I wouldn't be able to run and I didn't run. And getting stopped by the golf buggy was interesting, but <laughs> I did it. Uh, and so that's one of the things I'm really proud of. And I'm proud of sticking with it as well and not like just going, oh, I've done a month. I'll stop now yeah, carrying on and 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 getting involved with everything and I'm, I'm, I'm really proud of everything that the, the team are achieving as well there's some you know people have got some personal challenges ongoing and, and they are amazing they're doing things that I know I couldn't do yet uh, and, and that makes me really really proud of what the team team achieves too 100% and I think that's testament to you as a character straight away you've, you've achieved a lot but you're seeing the the great in other people and in turn that's pulling you up we're never here to drag anyone back we're only here to sort of like say stand on the shoulders of one another um, and the fact that you can see that value and input so much through the words that you're saying the things you're seeing the events you're attending you know just being here tonight it, it's amazing and again this process is all down to yourself and everyone else who's making it what it is and that's why there's so much returns and that's why there's so much value in this room alone so again if you're sat here giving up your Friday night then be immensely proud of yourself Liz what are you most proud of? What's the thing that sticks out to you? Where you're like, you know what? I am so proud of myself. There. It's the same thing. The kind of sticking to it because with anything I've ever done in exercise wise, gone once or twice, tried it, not very good at it, just sloped off, never gone back. I mean, we were having the chat in the gym the other day, saying a few weeks ago, I can't remember we were doing something in the gym, and I have no coordination. I don't know my left and right. I fall over every twelve seconds. And normally I'd have been really embarrassed, but I don't feel like that. Like when we went on the trail run, I couldn't get up bloody lead road. It, it were awful. Lucy tried to get me to run. Then I think Liam had to come back for me because I had a freak out. And 
a few months ago, last year, I just want to come back. I'd have thought, I've shown myself up in front of them. It's embarrassing. And I'd have just blocked people and disappeared because I'd have been mortified. Because in my head, I should have been sprinting up that hill. And I know, why would I be? Why would anyone? But I got to the top of the hill and it were a bit embarrassing. But, like, people clapped me for getting up there. And it just makes you feel, it's such a nice feeling that everyone, nobody's frustrated because you're the last, nobody's annoyed with you, nobody's thinking you've held them up. You just, makes me want to stick it. Because, like you say, like Nick said, you go to events with people encouraging, you see other people. Like, we're going to High Rocks to literally sat on his bums and watch everyone else sweat to death and suffer whilst we probably Chris and wave at them. But you feel like you want to go. Never in my life would I have thought I'll go watch other people exercise for a bit of fun. But, yeah, that's the best thing. That's why I've stuck to it, because I'm not just going to a gym and I'm not just fannying about on the treadmill for 20 minutes and going home again. You've got this accountability to the rest of the group. Nobody's bothered if you haven't done your 12-week challenge properly that day. People encourage what you've managed to do. So, yeah, sticking out is my big thing. Amazing. Amazing to both of you there. It's, it's so good to see. And again, that, that just proves the value in the group. And often it's a case of, yeah, to a degree, you may need to be here. Wherever you are in your life, you might need to be here. But actually, the fact that you want to be here, it's your choice. This is an investment in you. But look at the returns and, and you know, again, to, to quote whoever said it, insane. It's absolutely insane that the things that you are doing and achieving. And it's only six months and we're, you know, we're here to set habits for life. So be so proud of that one. Um, so Nicola, my next question to you is specifically for the, like the confidence project, not me, not anyone else, but us as a group, how have we sort of facilitated that growth? I know that might, may overlap this idea of having a few cheerleaders, but what have we done to to put you in a position where you are? It's the it's the safe space, isn't it? So, although we're all different, we've all got our own different reasons, and we're all at a different point in the journey. We're all in it together, and and it is a safe space to ask questions or shout about what's gone wrong or celebrate successes. You know, I could say some of the, you know, if I put some of the posts with other friends in other chat groups, they'd be like, what the hell are you on about? But, you know, people are so encouraging and supportive and welcoming. That was the one thing. It, it was like being sort of enveloped in a big hug with the with the group, you know, because actually going, the first time I met everybody was um, a training group at, uh, MFG and walking into that room and not knowing anybody and then there was just everybody smiling and saying hi and introducing themselves and in instantly you felt sort of like okay okay this is okay I can do this yeah so it is it is just the biggest team of cheerleaders that are on your side and there's no negativity there's no nastiness everybody just wants you to be the best you how good is that? That's all we need. Never mind an hour podcast on this. We just need that two minutes there just celebrating you a lot. That was absolutely huge. Thank you so much for that. And Liz, the same sort of question, you know, how how do you, you know, how do you feel obviously 
coming into this? Like, how how's the conference project facilitating your growth? It's all the same things. I'm going to echo. It's so inclusive. It, it, you don't have to be any particular person. You don't have to change how you are. You can just be yourself. And if you're in a bad mood, a good mood, whatever mood on the chat, people will... There's always someone who's got some advice or I'll take the time or may message you separately or speak to you just to check how you are. And where else would you get that in a group of people who, after a few days of being in it, people would send you messages and be encouraging. And that normally doesn't happen. I think as an adult, it gets harder to make friendships because you just don't do it anymore. And you, there's always the keeping up appearances and you're always having to pretend to be a certain way. But here, you don't have to be. It's not competitive. Nobody's out to get anyone. People just turn up, want to see others do well, want to do well themselves, and it's infectious. Because somebody's... Well, you can just see people. I've seen in the short time I've been here, people have struggled with things, overcome them, and it's just a really good place to be when you can just turn that group chat on and that's always there. So it's not like you've just got your one-hour PT you go or as group events. It's just like a 24-hour little network of a zone. Like, so you don't have to be embarrassed about anything or feel... You can also, like, I'm not very good at... This people won't believe. I'm not very good at selling myself sometimes. It's really embarrassing. And I'd never say, oh, I've done well at this, but... When other people say it to you in the group and things, it makes you think, oh, yeah, I've actually done quite well there. So, yeah, it's just the people it is genuine. And I know I sound like the biggest arse licker going, but if it wasn't for everyone around, I'd have probably just turned up to Liam's, done me two one-hour sessions a week, gone home. Never would have thought that I'd be talking to people about exercise and nutrition and other stuff so yeah it's fabulous yeah i can't speak today i think i'm at christmas fabulous mega absolutely huge look there's nothing wrong with a bit of arse licking liz um a few brownie points there you're all right <laughs> there's a pun in there somewhere um oh, please don't. <laughs> what i would um, <laughs> say there is straight away you, you both put yourself in a position where you allow yourself to be vulnerable and that's a really difficult thing to do um, but the fact that, I mean, you know, everyone, you know, you can put in that chat whether you've had a good or bad day at work, whether you've had a good training session or you're struggling in the gym or you're not sure on your food ideas, whatever it needs to be, it can be. And it, this is yours and we need you exactly as you are today with your struggles, your problems, your worries. And we're all going to, as one, facilitate that and, and take it to a place where we could only not even dream of as an individual because we can only go further together. So, again, be super proud there. I've got a couple more questions for you, and you've nearly made it through your interrogation. You've done so well so far. Um, but what I'd ask you, Nicola, what's your favourite memory of the Confidence Project? Something that sticks out to you? Um, I, th I think actually it was uh, when we went to Estabulo a couple of weeks back. I just had um, I'd had a second operation on my leg uh, that week. And I was in so much pain. I was so down. I felt so grumpy. I think I'd pick Lucy up and just like gone. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, and then to be there with the people. And we had such a laugh. And we were just talking nonsense. 
and it was silly and and to see everybody there and everybody's going how are you feeling and it just the mood just lifted I, I came away just feeling like a, almost on a high I, I felt so happy so positive and, and, and it totally flipped my mood 180 I felt so much better um and so that that was a really good memory that 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 was just it was just like an absolute positivity switch amazing that's so good and the one thing I would say there is we speak about the power of exercise and, and how beneficial it is but this is the difference between a, a PT and uh, the confidence project and it's actually well yeah you can have your exercise but this is almost the cherry on the icing on the cake almost and you're in a position where you do feel welcomed you it don't matter like I say it don't matter who you are what you bring where you've been it's it's where you want to go and we're going on this journey together so the fact that you felt so elated and on a high just after something as simple as going out for a meal is mega and, that, and again that shows the power in this community Liz what are you most proud of? Well, she nicked me answer, didn't she? Bugger. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll come to you first next. <laughs> yeah, I don't like to steal my thunder. No, because um, I've not, because I'm always swanning off somewhere, I've not done as many of the events. It always seem like this round has fallen when I'm not there. So I've only really done yoga, which I enjoyed, but because you've got to be so quiet and whatnot. Yeah, I, it was nice to meet people, but you couldn't, do much there then when I've done the run which I really enjoyed doing the trail run I didn't think I'd enjoy that as much as I did but we'd like the second we got there we were messing about on the monkey bars and this that and the other and that just made me think well this will be a laugh and then like we said that meal we went on I was a little bit nervous because I'd only seen people on chats or spoken to them and you don't know how people are going to be do you you I didn't know if it was going to be quite serious and everyone would be sat around discussing the... I should have known it wouldn't be like, I don't know what the diets were and whether they should eat this or not. But everyone was just like, went wild, didn't they? Everyone were eating this, that, the other, apart from... I won't name one poor person who had pasta, <laughs> which went a bit feet on. But we did end up at the dessert place, and I'm still scarred for life by the flaming magic porridge pot that I'm still convinced is a hoax but yeah it was just nice it was just nice to think we're all here for his health we're all here to exercise but equally it's just good to let your hair down I mean I've not even had a drink so god help us all when we go out and I do have one god forbid, god forbid. <laughs> um again absolutely huge and, and again you know you are both going to have different experiences but ultimately the same result which it's so good to see. So, Liz, I will come to you first for this next one. Um, and what I'd love to know is, in, in your opinion, again, there's no right or wrong, and, and you will have touched on this, but how does the Confidence Project differ from any other PT online coaching setup? It, again, like we keep coming back to, it's the people. And it's I'd never have thought about PT. That were always for rich people or people who were dedicated for the fitness or, you know, we're training for something in particular, like a marathon or an event. So to have stumbled across my first time of doing something like that, I find myself, it's incredibly lucky that I've found this, because without the people, genuinely, I wouldn't have stuck with it as usual. I'd have done probably the sessions, but I wouldn't have done any 
thing by myself. It's like when I went from my first runs outdoors, which I hate being outside by myself running, but seeing other people doing it and other people reached out saying, I felt exactly the same. I couldn't stand it. It's just that background network that's always ticking over you. That's the main thing. And I know I keep repeating it, but it, it is. Because anyone can do exercise, anyone can go to a gym and try, but I would never push myself either. I'd just go through the motions of easy stuff that I'd feel comfy doing. I'd literally go sit on a bike or something, on a bike, maybe use one machine, because I wouldn't have felt confident. But you've given me that confidence, because like you said, well, you came to the gym with me to make sure I think I went unattended. So, yeah, it's just people. That's all I can say. It's the people. It's the people. It's the power in the people, isn't it? Of course it is mm. and it always will be. And that's that's one thing I noticed that previously when I was I was just a PT um, and, and sort of ended up burning out myself. But but the reason being there was no spark, there was no love. There, it, it just, it was nothing. Now we have this community. Anyone who's been here, you know, for, for a longer period of time and the Confidence Project's been here will know that you came for, it was exactly like you came for your session. See you later. That was it. You might, you know, you might get a text. I didn't enjoy it as much as I could have done. There was no love there. All of a sudden, you guys have created something that I genuinely, I could name hundreds of PTs. I could only name one confidence project. And and that's exactly what you guys bring to this. And, and just know again that you are in one of the very best places possible for us to go above and beyond. So, Nicola, in your experience, am I right in thinking you've had another PT in the past or I made that up? Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, I've had a couple actually uh, over the years. Um, the most most recent one was uh, sort of during during lockdown. Um, we did some outside outside PT session. Um, but yeah, I wasn't I wasn't challenged. I wasn't pushed. It was hand over your money and here's an hour of my time, and that was it, really. And and I think that's initially where I was a little bit hesitant when Lucy said, "Oh, you need to get yourself a PT." I was like. There we go. Gonna cost me money, and I'm not gonna get anything out of it. You know, we'll just do whatever I whatever I decide to do. But sometimes, you know, you'll go. Oh, my, my heart's not in it, and you'll go. No, nope, we're doing this. <laughs> no, you can do more. Oh, I've forgotten how to count ten. Uh, <laughs> I'm not very so good. It's that. <laughs> <laughs> it's that pushing you outside your comfort zone without you sort of realizing it. But it's not just an hour a week. It's everything else around it. It's it's almost like um, almost like a lifestyle change in a way, like a, a habit, a new habit. Um, so it's it's PT on steroids, really. And actually, it comes to the point where the PTs, you know, I hate to say this to you, Liam, like kind of the least important bit. <laughs> It yeah, it's not a cult. It's not a cult. <laughs> it's not a cult. Whatever it is, it's that. That's exactly how. If how I would want to see this is take the PT out of the equation. What we're we left with, and I hope it's something just as valuable. Obviously, it's, it's my yeah. privilege to be like, oh, well, I get to see you for an hour, or I don't. You know, we've got we've got more online clients coming in, and I almost want that online community to be the the real sort of protagonist in our story, really. So I think it's so good that you guys can see so much value in that, which is absolutely mega. So I've only got one more question for you each, but what I'm actually going to do is open the floor to any questions anyone may have. 
just have a think if you if you want to ask either of these two any questions, then fire away in the chat box and I will come to them. But my last question is, Liz, we'll come to you first. If someone was sat on the fence about joining the Confidence Project, what would you say to them? Not to hesitate to give it a go, because it sounds a dramatic way, but it has revolutionised how my whole mind works, my mental health better because of it. I, I, I actually can't put it into words. It genuinely has had a big impact on me, because nobody here knew me six months ago, apart from Georgina, because her mum's my best friend. I've known her, and I were a right miserable mess. And I, I know a lot of people say, oh, just going to a bit of PT and chatting to a few people. Mm, but it does, it's, tell them not to hesitate. That would be all my advice would be. At least give it three months and either love it or hate it. But after your three months, I'm sure you'd continue. Mega. And and look, it's not for everyone. It's not for everyone. I'll, I'll always say that's absolutely anyone coming in. You've got to be able to invest in this and the process and, and put yourself in a position where you do become vulnerable and, and, you, and you sort of put yourself out there for, for us to see. But birds of a feather flock together and, and dare I say, we are eagles. We are flying high. We are strong. And it's amazing to see. Nicola, if someone was sat on the fence, what would you say to them? Um, if you sat on the fence, you're obviously considering changing something. So something that's making you unhappy, join, give it a go. It's everything you want and more, but you don't realise it yet. Huge. More brown nosing. I love it. Obviously, from my point of view, that is brilliant to hear. Absolutely brilliant. And, and obviously, that is that is my mission. Um, but ultimately, it's, it's you guys that are fulfilling just that so if there are no questions i'm going to give you sort of a, a rough 10 second countdown in the chat if you want to fire anything over to these guys um if not then you have made it through your first our first client hot seat thank you to obviously liz nicola for your time your effort for your investment in yourself and, and what you bring to the content project everyone else obviously thank you for being a fly on the wall um i know that it can be nerve-wracking being hot seated, interrogated, um, but you've made it through it and you've got to be proud of yourself and, and you are all what makes this what it is, really. It's not about me, it's not about any individual, it's you as a collective um, and you, you've you put us on the map, you've put the confidence project that separates itself by some considerable distance from any other PT setup. I know, like I say, I know so many PTs um, don't know many confidence projects, if any, and that's down to you. So if there's nothing else in the chat, guys, we're going to wrap it up. Thank you, as always, for your time, your effort, your patience. I will see some of you over the weekend. I'm going to love you and leave you all. Have a phenomenal Friday night. Um, whatever you are up to, go have a blast. Um, enjoy your weekend, and we'll rock and roll again um, tomorrow. So take care, all. Anything you need, get in touch. Any questions you want to ask these to do so. Um, and if not, I'll see you when I see you. Take care. Lots of love. Thank you. See you all later. Thanks. Bye. See ya.